Is the MCU on Disney Plus in a bit of trouble? A case can be made. Will it be Loki to the rescue? Hey friends, welcome to the Press Club C Podcast. I'm Ray Keating. In this 53rd episode, we're going to talk about Loki. We're going to talk about how that ties in with the MCU on Disney+. Plus. But before we get into any of this, let's quickly answer that key question once more. What the heck is the Press Club C? Anyway, each letter stands for stuff we talk about during various episodes. P is for politics. R is for religion, mainly Christianity. E is for economics. S is for sports. That second S is for stories, books and writing, my own books, other books, fiction, nonfiction, etc. C is for culture, pop culture and otherwise. L is for life, the big catch-all. U under, is for understanding, you know, lessons and history and economics and so on. And then B is for business and entrepreneurship. And that final C in Press Club C is for conservative. Why? Because I am one. And in particular, we have to identify ourselves very specifically these days. I'm a Reagan, Kemp, Buckley, Coolidge, Lincoln, Madisonian kind of conservative. So let's get into Loki. Let's talk about it. We're recording. I'm recording this. And uh, there have been three episodes of Loki so far. Now, let's backtrack a little bit and understand what comic books traditionally have been, and for the most part, comic book movies as well. They've been little morality plays, you know, good versus evil. Uh, Good usually triumphs over evil. Uh, There are consequences to actions. Uh, Redemption comes into play. Uh, There are dark comic books versus more innocent comic books. Uh, Myths and legends, all these things come in to varying degrees, and they've all worked, right? Um, You understand you know, for example, the, the, the debate over darker comics versus uh, more innocent, if you want to call it that. Um, but you understand what they are, right? And the people creating them, would one would hope that they understand the differences in what they're creating. Now, in the MCU, in the movies, I think that's largely been the case. When you get over on Disney+, Plus, it's been a little different. Um you know, let's talk about, uh, you know, why Loki, I think, matters a great deal. Um, let's look at the, the first two series real quick. WandaVision, um, I would argue, excelled, and it really did, but then it, it fell apart. Um, I wrote a review of it. It's kind of one of those things where when you, you spread something out so far, my initial review was like, wow, this is fantastic. And then my review at the end was, well, as I said just now, it fell apart. Um, I think people know WandaVision is the story of Wanda Maximoff or the Scarlet Witch. Um, uh, Her love, the Vision, died twice (laughs) in the movie Avengers Infinity War. Um, Wanda's having a tough time. Um, Also, her brother died in Avengers The Age of Ultron, so she she uses her enormous powers, but not not fully understood powers, and she crawls inside a world she created from a town named Westview. This is what happens in WandaVision. And the shows, as I wrote in this review, the show's creators and writers really excelled in in fostering questions and mystery and generated great curiosity among viewers, including myself early on. Um, and each episode was, was fascinating. 
because they, they gave nods to actual television sitcoms, you know, from the Dick Van Dyke show up to the office. Um, so it's a, really, a, it was a fascinating offbeat idea and it worked exceedingly well. But then when they kind of gave up on the old sitcoms link and, and left those behind for, if you want to call it a more traditional effort to wrap up the story, this limited run series, all sorts of shortcomings started to quickly materialize. And by the end, um, there were a lot of them. And I'm not going to go through all of them, but um, the key um, was how they portrayed Wanda um, in the end. Now, you know, at the end of the series, Wanda's walking among the people of Westview and their, their wariness and their hatred for this woman was clear because what'd she do? She controlled their lives and thoughts. She inflicted enormous pain on them. That was all unmistakable in the show. That was very clear. I mean, they basically, she basically enslaved them. Um, but the, the way the creators of the show present it, it's, it's like, well, you know, golly, shouldn't we feel bad for, for Wanda? And even in one of the characters, Captain Monica Rambo, um, you know, she's this emerging hero and she steps forward to, as I put it, provide bizarre and cheap absolution. Um, and she actually says to Wanda and I'll quote, they'll never know what you sacrificed for them. And then Wanda replies, it wouldn't change how they see me. Close quote. So what, what, I mean, Wanda then asks Rambo, you don't hate me. And, and this is fascinating response. Rambo says, quote, given the chance and given your power, I'd bring my mom back. I know I would. Um, so it's really bizarre given everything that Wanda did. And they're quite clear at this point. There's no, un, there's no mistaking what, what she did. You have to kind of wonder, right? You wonder about, for example, Rambo's moral compass or, or lack thereof, but there's a moral obtuseness here among the characters, but then you have to ask, you know, the way it's being presented, is it a moral obtuseness from the creators of the show? Right. Um, neither of these characters should be considered a hero given this exchange, but that's clearly what the creators want to leave the viewers with. Um, it's just bizarre. I mean, it's, it's, it's as if they're saying, well, Wanda's had a really tough time of it and she's really sad. So this justifies all of these things. Um, you know, they, it really is a disappointment when you see the way the story was set up, right? It, it, it was set up to wrestle with evil actions being taken by a hero. But we didn't get any of that. We didn't get any wrestling other than, you know, Wanda kind of offering a, a lame I'm sorry um, at the end. So there are a lot of problems with WandaVision in terms of how it ended, um, unfortunately. And then we, we next, next we went to um, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And again, you know, I think I, arguably there was there were even more problems here. Um I don't think it ever really hit the heights that WandaVision did early on. Um, and it fell short in, in that way. Right. But it, it also in the same, with the same concerns at the end. So, you know, Sebastian Stan as Bucky 
that could have been interesting, but he, it really wasn't, um, explored, fully explored, you know, the, the sins that he committed as the winter soldier and how that might affect him. It was touched upon, but not really fully, you know, completed. Um, and then, and then Anthony Mackey's Sam Wilson slash the Falcon slash, you know, spoiler alert, Captain America. Um, he never really clicks either. I don't think, um, you know, I kind of wonder, I was off wondering, did the, the writers and the directors and the showrunners just did not, did they not give them enough or do these guys, you know, just lack, you know, what's needed to be, to be the leads in a show. I mean, there were certainly great sidekicks to Captain America in the movies. Um, and there are a lot of other problems as well with some of the characters. Um, but th- there are a couple of big issues that loomed large. And, and the first one is that the showrunners want, really wanted to, it was clear they wanted to say something about today's racial issues. And quite frankly, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, creators say things about stuff all the time. I write novels and I say things, but it's got to fit naturally into the story. Um, hopefully done smoothly. Um, and in a way that, you know, uh, people can appreciate primary, you know, what's the primary purpose here, telling an entertaining story, but it wasn't done that way. It was very uneven, very clunky, crammed in here and there, awkward ways. You know, there was one scene where, you know, a, a white police officer is, is trying to ask, um, Bucky if he's being harassed by, Sam Wilson by the, by the Falcon. It's, it's just preposterous. It's a ridiculous scene. Um, but you, you could see why it was there. Um, but it was done so poorly. There's no subtlety in, in the way these things were handled. Um, they certainly weren't fit smoothly, didn't fit smoothly into a story. So it was, it's very heavy handed at the expense of the story. And, and, you know, I wrote this in another review in terms of at the expense, what was the deal with this show kind of dissing Steve, Steve Rogers, the original Captain America, right? They, the, the writers really liked having characters derisively referring to quote, blonde hair and blue eyes, close quote, Captain America. Um, what's the point here? Uh, other than, you know, again, you're trying to get your message across and you're doing it in a really crummy way to the point that you're, you're, you get the, I got the feeling you're, you're attacking or undermining, uh, one of the MCU's central and favorite characters uh, in terms of Captain America, Steve Rogers. W- why do that? I don't get it. Um, you know, maybe they didn't think they were doing that, the people on the ship, but they, that's certainly the way it came across. Uh, myself and, and others have said that. Um, and then there's also this this shortcoming that happened with WandaVision. Is that this is confusion at work here. Um you know, Sam Wilson takes this, this odd view of the key villain and she's a murderer and a terrorist, but you know, Sam treats her sympathetically. Um, and at one point, you know, again, spoiler alert, he brings her dead body down from the sky with his wings spread out like he's an angel. I mean, really? Um, and then, you know, the reasons for the terrorist actions, were murky at best and you know, took the longest time for them to really be sort of revealed. Um, and then none of the characters really knew what to do about any of it. You know, Sam Wilson gave this strange rambling, incoherent speech as captain America at the end. And you were left wondering like, what was the point of that? So, you know, 
um, Disney, there's a reluctance, seems to be a reluctance to say something clear about right and wrong. And, and I don't know if that's just, um, and, and certainly they don't want to do the, they, they're very, un, they're under, interested apparently in, in providing, you know, the little moral lessons to children that used to be pretty standard fare for, for, uh, for comics and so on. So having said all that, now you come to Loki and, um, and you have to, you have to say, in my, in my view, um, you know, Loki better be darn good. Um, you know, in a sense, you know, listen, I, I get the feeling without any evidence, you know, kind of a gut feeling. I think WandaVision remains very popular. I think though, that, that, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of fell flat. Um, and so we'll see what Loki does. Now, the first two episodes I thought were quite good, quite interesting, pulled me in in many ways, right? What's going on here? What, you know, what's, what's going on with Loki and, and who's, who's the, the whole time traveling? I mean, I won't go into the details of, of, of too much of the show at this point, but it was interesting. Uh, very interesting aspects, entertaining. Um, but there have been pluses and minuses, obviously. And especially the third episode, I thought didn't really come off, um, very well. Um, and, and again, I'm starting to pick up on some of this stuff being wedged in there. Now there's an, there are interesting possibilities as well. There's one scene where, you know, Mobius and, uh, and Loki are talking and I'll read this quote. Mobius says, um, you know, this is very nihilistic or relativistic, nihilistic, or both, <laughs> all the above. Quote, existence is chaos. Nothing makes any sense. So we try to make some sense of it. And I'm just lucky the chaos I emerged into gave me all of this, my own glorious purpose. The TVA is my life and it's real because I believe it's real. I, that last quote is fascinating to me. It's real because I believe it's real. That captures so much of the quote unquote thinking or lack of thinking today in the world. Um, you know, something is real or it isn't. Truth is truth, but those, you know, it's my truth or uh, it's real because I believe it's real. Now, is this a case along with some other stuff that was wedged into that third um, episode, which you kind of wonder why was that there except for the fact that they wanted to say something that probably didn't have a heck of a lot to do with the story. Um, is this just kind of more lefty politics, if you want to put it that way? Um, and at this point, we're only three episodes in, you know, at least I, when I'm recording this, so it depends on how it all comes out in the end. Um, you know, that's one of the problems with, again, writing or talking about a review of a six hour streaming show is that it takes a long time to roll out. So we'll see. Um, and I have, you know, listen, I hope the best. I'm, I'm a fan of this stuff, so I want to see it succeed. But um, if they do this game again uh, that they did with WandaVision at the end and through most of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, I don't know if they're going to pull it off. Um, you know, I don't I don't know if there's maybe a call for for some different thinking at uh, in terms of the Disney Plus aspect of MCU. Who knows? Um, and who knows how it's going to fly, but I would argue, and listen again, authors, directors, screenwriters say, you know, use their vehicles to say all sorts of stuff. I do it as well. But the point is, is that 
are you overwhelming or ignoring or undermining the story at the expense of your of of what you're trying to say of your message if you will um and that to me is is a real question so far with disney plus uh the mcu on disney plus um so if disney goes this route um with the Marvel shows and perhaps with the movies going forward as well. It's a kind of an interest. It's an interesting choice. It's kind of a dangerous game from a market perspective. Um, you know, blowing with the latest cultural winds, um, as opposed to telling stories that truly endure, right. That are fundamental and endure over decades. Those are two de- very different things. And if you go with something that's the latest cultural winds, that does not speak well for having a lasting uh, impact. Um, so we'll see. Um, I have great hope. I, I want to see um, this stuff succeed. I hope it does. But there are there are problems right now, and I don't think uh, they're widely recognized, but I think they increasingly will be recognized if Loki goes this same route as the other two previous Disney Plus shows. So we'll see. Anyway, thanks for listening. Your feedback and suggestions are most welcome. Please check out my various endeavors and books, uh, including uh, some columns over at KeatingFiles.com. For example, a couple of the reviews that I mentioned here uh, are over there. Um, My other podcast, Free Enterprise in Three Minutes. Um, I also have a podcast, uh, Daily Dose of Disney. Also, DisneyBizJournal.com for news and views on Disney. Um, I just spoke about my novels, the pastor, Stephen Grant thrillers and mysteries. There are 15 of them now. Go check them out, please. At amazon.com and at rekeatingonline.com. And also my two most recent nonfiction books behind enemy lines and free trade rocks also are available at rekeating online uh, and at amazon.com. Thanks for listening and God bless. <laughs>